0: To you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? Ah, uh, nothing much, man. Just you know, hanging out, playing Nintendo, fucking. You know, we've we've got drama going on for both of our uh, both of our favorite basketball teams right now. So that's fun. apparently, yes. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. Uh, I will say this. I'm just happy that, we, and we'll get to the hawk shit in a little bit. I'm just happy that it was a Shams tweet and, and report, and not a Wode bomb. <laughs> like you can kind of, like right. you you can kind of talk yourself into well, I mean it, it, it's fucking Shams. Like come on, like it's, it, get out. it's
1: Shams. It's,
0: it, it's not a hundred percent verified. Disease. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like no, they're quite um,
2: close at this point, though.
0: Uh, he's been known to get things wrong. Like you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it, and not not terribly long ago. So I don't know, but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, he's kind of the number two guy, I would say. Um, yeah, I would say. And, under, uh, who's the dude for? Who's the dude for Yahoo? Uh, Chris Haynes is that his name? I thought Shams was Yahoo. No, yeah. I thought Shams was Yahoo. Haynes is um. I think Shams yeah. is with the athletic now, but I could be wrong about that.
2: Is he? Did he um, move?
0: I don't know. I'm I, I I'm, like,
2: I'm not oh, sure, shit.
0: but I, I I I know. I think his name's Chris Haynes. He's like real in touch with the players. Like the players really like him. He, he gets a lot of stuff from the players. I'll tell you um,
2: right now, Shams um, is um. Sh- 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 come on, there you are. He is, yeah, he is at the athletic. Fuck. I I thought yeah. he was athletic. All right, so yeah, he's at the athletic. Uh, Haynes, right? Yeah, Chris uh, Haynes. he is I think he's Chris a B. sports. He is yeah, he is currently Yahoo, yeah. Good shit. Yeah, he is at the Yahoo
1: at the moment. Nice.
0: Um but yeah, so that's like your one, two, three, I would say. Uh but anyway, uh Woj well, is still the undeniable GOAT. Like I mean, no like He's almost yeah, yeah. infallible. Crazy, you know, yeah. like if Wad right, right. something, you take it as gospel. Um he is the right. god of basketball insider information. Um yeah, but crazy. uh but before we get into the drama going on here in Atlanta, we gotta talk about the drama going on in New York. Because uh, the New you York have Knicks to have fired we <laughs> we do, man. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. Uh the Knicks have fired head coach David Fisdale. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Um, man, I see. I've had some time to think about it because I was not. I was not. I was not pro firing down. My one fucking hope, either. man. My one hope is that this this kind of leads to. It maybe if you didn't fire Fisdale at you know, at at right now that you right. would have a situation where he would get fired at the end of the season but you would still keep the same front office. And maybe All right. since they they have ousted Fisdale now, they bring in a new coach Mike Miller, not that Mike Miller, which I was very disappointed to learn it wasn't that Mike Miller. (laughs) I thought it was for for a minute. I was like, "Oh shit, Mike Miller!" Like players really like that dude. Like, um, this could be interesting. Um, no, not that Mike Miller. Um, but uh, I don't expect him to be able to like do a whole lot with this team either. Um, it's just it's just poor roster construction. Um, I mean, you have. Uh, you have I mean, a lot of players. It could, it could be bad. Regardless of, yeah. It, I, I mean, put it this way. Regardless of, and I know you get tired of it. The they went out and signed four power forwards. Whatever. Um, regardless yeah, of that yeah, notion, stupid, it doesn't. Like idea, I'm not even talking yeah. about positionally. I'm just saying the, their styles of play don't mesh. You look yeah. at that team. No, they man, don't. And they're all a bunch of bucket getters. None of them are like glue guys. Well, like even down to like you know your your like look at like a guy like Lonzo Charlesfield what what does he do he gets buckets um like all of those guys him yeah minus like a handful like your Frank Nilakina, um and Doctrine. uh um Elford Payton um and there's like a couple other uh Mitchell Robinson um like those aren't bucket yeah. getters but but then to top it off you you put a bunch of dudes in there who, like, don't fit with the guys that you got. Um, and it's just – it's tough, man. Like, it's just – I don't know mm-hmm. – I don't know that any coach could, could make all of these players uh-uh. mesh and fit together, which is, you know, why I didn't think – kind of why I think Fizdale was getting a bad rap because every – you know, I know you had said it a, a several times and um, I'd heard, I've heard it from other people, his his lineup – formations were just really weird, but, like, I think a big reason why is he was just throwing shit at the wall and seeing if any of it stuck, and none of it stuck, so he was, Mm -hmm. he was just trying, kept trying different shit, and unfortunately, none of it worked, but, like, the reason none of it worked is because they, they have no, um, I don't think this, this roster, um, has any, uh, it, it it has no way to meld together with the players that you have on it no, n- n- you know not saying anything about the players i think they're all good players they just don't fit together at all so nice. it's just tough man like and i don't think this this uh, coach is going to be able to figure it out and i think my 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 silver lining is um that hopefully that means Finally, at the end of this season, Dolan will be like, "I'm cleaning house. I'm, I'm not going so far as to say he he'll sell the team. Um, I think that's more of a pipe dream. But if he just were to clean house and be like, we 'We're starting fresh. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start over. We're gonna, you know, hire somebody, let them pick a new new staff, get the fuck out of here, Mills.'" Uh, Perry, anybody who's related um, to, to, you know, in connection to them, um, bring somebody else in, and whoever they want to keep, they can keep whoever they want to get rid of, they can get rid of. That's been kind of one of the big things is that, you know, David Griffin was interested in the Knicks job, but ultimately didn't want to take it Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to have to essentially um, share – uh, decision-making, uh, with Mills. Like, he didn't want to do that. Like he wanted to be the dude who made yeah. the decisions. Um, yeah. so he's got to uh, go. I totally get that. Yeah. Like they got to go. And this may be the way that, that y- it, it becomes clear to James Dolan that like, they've got to go. What do you think about that? Is that, can, can you at least can, can that be something that you, that you're maybe able to say, like, well, if that happens, that's good, and that m- might progress things and move forward in a positive direction? I'll uh, say this.
2: Uh, Steve Mills has been around a hot minute, a lot long longer than he probably should have. And I think mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious that, that his time is up. <laughs> like, it really is. Uh, at this point, um, I, I like the dude. He's a, he's, a, he's a good dude, but
0: I don't know if he's a basketball guy. Really? Um, I
2: thought
0: he I thought he yeah. had like a bunch of like sexual harassment shit too. I don't know. I
2: might. Uh, I mean, to... I, I mean, I don't I don't know him as a person.
0: I mean, I, I mean, it's like as as a person,
2: as, as a spokesperson, he seemed like a good dude. But oh. I, I don't know him. He did have some sexual harassment bullshit, too. but that that seems to be the problem with Dolan. Uh, at, uh, in general, is that he just seems to keep his friends close and doesn't know when to let go. He did the same thing with Isaiah right. Thomas. He held on to Isaiah Thomas for way too long, and look what right. happened. Look, same thing with Steve Mills. He kept on – now he's holding on to Steve Mills for, like, all this time, and at this some point he's going to have to let go. He won't let go of his friends. And, look, if that's him being a good friend, I guess, it's screwing up the franchise as he's being a good right. friend. Um should have I let go. Of I, and look, as soon as he let go of Isaiah Thomas and let Donnie Walsh in, we were good. And look, I right. have a feeling as soon as he lets Steve mills walk and he, whoever he brings in, we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be better than we were in,
0: in the long run. I just
2: that's that's kind yeah. of where I'm.
0: that's what it's what I feel right now. Yeah, I agree, and I think that like it, demote him now if if you want to or whatever, but like. If it comes right. – if it comes between getting the guy who you think is going to do the best job, whoever that is, um, I know people have been throwing out Masai Ujiri's name a lot lately, mm-hmm. and I feel like right. that's fine. It's like – I I just wouldn't go over the moon with the speculation about it um, simply because we do this like every – every couple of years with the Knicks, and now we're going to do it in back-to-back years, like first with players. Yeah, and, and I know I'm stressful. not saying you, because you, hell, I was the one saying KD and Kyrie are going to the Knicks, and you were like, I'll believe it when they fucking sign. Um, so to your credit, yep. you, weren't,
1: no, no, no. <sighs> you weren't
0: necessarily feeding
2: into that. or buying I wasn't into trying it, I guess, to get my head all high, because I, I didn't want to jinx it. I'm glad I didn't, but still hurt like a fucking bitch. Because everyone else seems
1: so yeah. goddamn
0: excited about it. So, yeah, that part sucks. <laughs> right, but I'm saying don't do the same uh, thing with Masai. Like, it, I don't I don't think it's a yeah. problem to try to make a run at him, make him a godfather offer, make him the highest paid GM mm-hmm. ever, Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, give him a there. huge long-term contract, like eight years or some shit like that. Um, like make him all of his offers. Um yeah. you know, indulge his so obviously... Giants of Africa program. Fuck it. Right, yes. I was just <laughs> about to well, say man. that. And and the Raptors currently do that, but like if you're talking about the size of the paycheck, yeah. uh James right. Dolan can write any number. <laughs> like he can just be like write a number <laughs> down and it's done. So like I meaning oh, he can well, do all you. this stuff. <laughs> but that that still doesn't mean that Masai is, is going to to leave Toronto, like it does. Like, it, no, not at all. So you can you can make it. Like, I I think it's it's definitely worthwhile to go after him. But the point being is, no matter who you choose, um, you got to give them autonomy to be able to say, yeah, I don't fucking want Mills in there. Like that motherfucker needs to go. <laughs> like, whoever yeah. you give the yeah. job to, um, so don't like don't. Not hire, you know, a, a a person of of David Griffin caliber because you're you're holding on, like you said, to your buddy. Um, it doesn't make right. That right, and
2: it, I agree. And that's what to me, like I said, that's just really helpful. If anything, that's what's been Jim Dolan's biggest weakness: holding on to his friends too damn long, and it hurt us in the long run. And <laughs> like I said, the last time he let go of his buddy. It worked, so do it again. Right. <coughs> sorry.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid to like, um, you know, ruffle some feathers, hurt a few feelings. If I mean, if you're, if you're really buddies <coughs> with him, like, it'll all work itself out in the end. Um, business is business. Uh, and and you know what? Like another thing that I think is interesting is we've seen, you know, him him be successful as, as an NHL owner. Like he gets all of yeah. this bad rap for being this terrible NBA owner for good reason, um, but yeah, he, no doubt, he's a really good NHL owner. So you know he can do it. He's just he's just fucked it up so many times that like we're so far away from believing it. But if you can target the right guy for the job, who's got the either yep. like the right experience as a GM or the right experience as one of these young guys who's come up the right way in, in different organizations, you know, whether it be a Travis Schlink in Atlanta, whether it be um, a Gerson Rosas uh, in, in Minnesota, I really like that guy. I think he's going to do really well. Um, I can't remember his name, but the new GM in Memphis Um, clearly that dude knows a little bit about how to play the, the long game. Um made two excellent right. draft selections. Uh made some interesting trades. Was able to get off Mike Connolly, get a couple of draft picks, take on Iguadala, get an extra draft pick, might get some more some other asset um out of Iguadala, which an interesting one that I heard um recently was uh and I I I you know, who knows if it'll happen, but I do think it's interesting that um the uh Dallas Mavericks uh own the um Golden State Warriors second round pick this upcoming draft which is going to be like 31 32 33 like it's going to be a good pick um they have they also have Courtney Lee's expiring contract amongst other contracts in that same uh area um they'd be an interesting destination for Andre Iguodala so just throwing that out there as a quick aside um but uh but yeah I um like yeah, you you target the right person give them, give them the whatever they need to do their job and then like go with it and it doesn't have to be a big name you see a lot of these young guys um or first time GMs that have just been in productive organizations for so long that they're ready they're ready to take that leap um I think I think the Knicks could really benefit from, look, you know, taking a long look at, say, who, who's been in San Antonio for a long time um, who, you know, would be interesting, interested in taking that next leap. Um, you know, target mm-hmm. organizations like that um, and then find the right guys and roll with it. Um, and, you know, that's certainly a possibility too. What I wouldn't do is hire somebody who doesn't have any front office experience I uh a la Bill <laughs> Jackson. Um and I wouldn't obviously wouldn't Big keep name the player. same stuff <laughs> right. I wouldn't keep the same shit that I have now either. Um and you no, know, you I, I I wouldn't I also wouldn't go after as much as I love like you know, I, I regale about like Sam Hinky, um or whatever, like I I, I really like what he did. I don't think – as bad as the Knicks have been for this long, I don't think Knicks fans would be very excited about undertaking the process 2.0 with Sam Hinkie. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like that ain't going to go over well. Um, Build the right Mm -hmm. way, but don't – and, you know, it obviously didn't go over well with the NBA in general. Um, so I, I wouldn't reach on a guy who, who used to be a GM. There's a reason why he doesn't have his job, you know? So find a young guy, um, who, who, you know, seems ready to make that, that next step. And maybe you get lucky with him, um, or get a proven guy like a Masai. Um, but one way or the other, like what you got now ain't working. It's got to go. So that's, that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. Um, and then just, you know, let, let that person, I mean, I guess let Mike Miller keep coaching until you figure that situation out. I know a lot of people have been talking about bringing in Mark Jackson or different stuff. See, I wouldn't do any of that either. Like what's the point? Like, if it, it you know, like I just don't, I say just let this guy who's apparently a really good developmental coach, um, did mm-hmm. did really well with their G League team. Mm-hmm. Um, let the guy mm-hmm. have the reins, and let's – I mean, let's see how he, he develops. He did good um,
2: and hope. with a triangle system, and, a, and, and he does not use a triangle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, another thing uh, that I think is interesting, um, and I – you know, I don't know how you – I don't know how much value any of these offseason guys that the Knicks signed, but they got to maybe mm-hmm. try. I know I threw out to you. It maybe wouldn't be a terrible mm-hmm. idea to, if, if you could get Gallinari and Chris Paul without giving up any future assets, just so, okay. So you could get off that money. Um, that right. may not be bad because those two guys would fit really well with your Mitchell Robinson, your Kevin Knox, and your RJ Barrett. Um, You know, those guys that you really want to try to grow with. Um, But even still, like, they need to clear out the roster of the guys that aren't going to to They sign. You know, some way, somehow, they've got to put – they need a stretch for Uh – Uh-huh. Yeah, they need a stretch for Uh, – I think it's interesting because they've been – I've heard a lot of people talking (laughs) shit about – them playing, um, you know, I, I guess Fizdale uh, trying to uh, essentially playing Peyton when he when he hasn't been hurt um, over you know um, Dennis Smith Jr. and I understand that on on principle and on paper, but like Dennis Smith Jr. doesn't like doesn't mix well with any of the other young guys that they sh- should be prioritizing. Yeah. So like, I mean,
2: unfortunately, Dennis Smith Jr. has been terrible. <laughs> so
0: right. Alfred Payton is actually pretty decent when he's on the floor. And he's so a facilitator. And <laughs> Right, he's a facilitator, and, like, that's more of what, you know, R.J. Barrett needs. R.J. Barrett doesn't need a score-first point guard who's just going to attack the rim every chance he gets. Like, that's not, that's not helping R.J. Barrett develop. So it's tricky. It's going to be tough. Mike Miller's got a difficult – Situation ahead of him. Not, I don't know. Yeah, it's not be easy. I, I, I don't know what you do as a front office. Um, like I, you know, I, I don't know what James Dolan should even allow the front office to do. Um, not, I, you know, it's uh, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of questions, and it's going to be very that interesting to follow the Knicks post December fifteenth once all of these players that they signed this off season can be traded. What's up?
2: No, I agree. Uh, the question is really like, what should he allow? You know, like considering right. With uh, at this point, if you're not going to keep Mills and Perry, you might as well just let them go now. If that's the case, if not, you're going to let them finish the season. I don't, I don't mind that, but how, how much freedom are you going to let them? Are you going to give them to do their jobs too? Because right. look, at this point, try to get as many assets as you can for the for the vets you brought in, like. They have guys they can get something for. Not a lot, because sure. a lot of them are in just one-year contract. He's <laughs> an expiring contract. Right. Uh, the, the, probably the most you can get is for Marcus Morris, who's played well on the Knicks. I mean, he's been, been our best player. So you can probably get yep. uh, a, a protective lottery, a first-rounder, or second-round picks for him um, easily.
0: So... I don't think you can get a first. I'm not, not going to get... What well, I, I don't think you could get a first for him. Like, just – not uh, not because try. maybe he's – not because maybe he's not worth it, but just, l- like, look at the contenders and how many of those teams actually have first-round picks to give up. Like, there's, like, three teams in the league right now who are hoarding all the first-round picks, you know? Yeah. And those teams aren't well, I only
1: hear that.
2: Those. I only heard that because I heard this morning that there were some teams that looked at it and said they could possibly get a 1st round, uh, not a high 1st round. It'd be, like I said, it would be protected. <laughs> like heavily protected. Right. First round pick.
0: Um Yeah, it may for, be a late a first friend. rounder. It just depends. Like, you know yeah. it, I I'm not I don't have like the a list of the teams in front of me right this second. But I'm like right. I'm trying to think of like who would have <clears throat> Who'd have the need for him? Both, both the need right. for him, and have, would have a I good enough record it. to where they wouldn't mind giving up the number twenty five overall pick to rent him. Yeah. You know? Right.
2: Right.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, there are. They're probably out there. I, I'm. I. I myself looked at it, so I understand that I'm going in blind with the, with that information. <laughs> but, um, right. Also, it's one of those things where, like, I know he has some value. I we probably, unfortunately for Julius, he, whatever value he had, he ruined it. <laughs> like, and maybe we didn't help him in the way we've been utilizing him. Uh, but he hasn't played all that great this year, and a lot of it is because he's—they're asking, or he, I don't know if they're asking him to do too much, or he's trying to do too much because he's obviously doing too much. Like, the, the dude has to We're chill.
0: doing way not, too much.
2: They're asking him yeah, to be a fucking primary
0: ball handler for long stretches of yeah, game. No. Like, that's not a good idea. That's
2: legit w- one of the most frustrating things in the world is to watch him handle the ball and turn it over. I'm like, why are you doing that? It's like,
3: <laughs> right. Pick and
2: roll. Pick and roll. What the fuck are you doing? And then the problem is with him and Marcus on the floor at the same time is they both want to dribble and drive. Like, stop it. Stop that. Right. It's so annoying. Yeah. Look, Marcus Morris is one of the best 3 and D guys in the league. Stop dribbling so much. And the same thing, Julius is not a good shooter, but he's a good roll guy. Roll to the basket. You don't need to actually do anything but that. It's so right.
0: frustrating, dude. It's... it's yeah. yeah, no, it's, I feel you. It's similar. But, yeah, it, somehow they need to make some kind of moves to make a coherent team around the young guys that they need to prioritize. Um, like, yeah. that's just, to me, that's the obvious, point-blank, most important thing. Um, however they go about doing it, uh, and, yeah. like, I, I w- however that works out. But, like, I, you know, if, if you can get assets along the way, great. Um but I wouldn't. I wouldn't even prioritize at this point in time. I wouldn't necessarily even prioritize future assets over just pieces that fit with the young guys they have. You know, like what? It, it, to me, that's more important because I it, personally. You know, we talked about last week. Um, you were kind of, uh, I maybe. Maybe I'm mischaracterizing it, but I would say like taken aback that I didn't have RJ as a top five rookie. Yeah. Of this season. Yeah, it's all good. Like, <laughs> I mean, you were offended that I didn't have Kevin Knox as a top ten rookie last season. So, I mean, it's it is what it is. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, I just I I don't think he's played like I like I think he's a top five talent. They just they haven't utilized him in the role that he should be playing. Um and like it's like, dude, did you not see uh the problems that he had at Duke when you didn't put a bunch of shooters around him and now you're doing the same fucking thing? Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah it's not good. Um and I think they're they're stunting his development um because they don't have the necessary pieces to complement him uh mm-hmm. and it sucks. Because he's fucking – he's super fucking talented. I mean, you can see that. Um, like, watch him at any level, and you can see that, whether it's AAU, you know, high school, college, and even at times yeah. on this Knicks team. Um, but, like, it's frustrating. Like, And I don't know what the fuck's up with particularly his, but the team in general, just their free throw shooting. I know you mentioned that last week. I saw that the first yeah. game that uh, Mike Miller coached them, they lost because they missed a fucking free throw at the end. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Joel's yeah. got to be so fucking mad right now. <laughs>
2: nothing, nothing. Nothing frustrates me more than this free throw. Nothing. Especially yeah. a lot. Like, you once, once in a blue moon, yeah, shit happens. But that should be like – that should not be an issue for teams. Yeah, not. a team. Yeah, they're shooting below
0: 70% as a team. They're the worst in the world. As
2: league. a team. Yeah, they're the worst yeah. family, as a team. It's like a collective fucking mindfuck. It, it, it's it's right. terrible, and I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> like, how hard is it to shoot the free throw? Like, I don't – like, what, what – you... <laughs> um, that and rebounding. Like, if you can't rebound at a good clip, it, it's another thing that frustrates me. But, yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, I, do, I don't see why there's such a – they struggle so much at, at the free throw line. Uh, is it? Would you call that bad coaching? You know what I mean? Uh, right. That's is that, is that, it You a can't
0: call that bad coaching. <laughs> then the right. What the fuck, David Fisdale supposed to like? I don't know. Uh, I fucking. I don't know what to do with that. Treat him you Treat think, him like so you a gotta, college team and be like. You know, uh, we're not leaving the gym. I think y'all even said this in your video. I think either you or Juwan said it. Like, you can't do that to a pro team. You can't say, we're not leaving the gym until everybody makes 100 free throws. Like, you'd have a fucking riot. Right. You can't do that on a professional yeah. team. Like, you just, um, Yeah, but at the same like, time, you got to do something. Can't shoot him, you know? No, he can't.
2: And I bet he probably could shoot be better than they could. If he was. <laughs> I bet he could too.
0: <laughs> I mean, not, I, I, I just pulled so up RJ's. I just pulled up RJ's numbers. Um, mm-hmm. fifty-three point nine percent from the line. He has never shot that bad in it's his terrible. whole fucking career. No, and at any point, no. like he was, he was hovering right around seventy at Duke last year. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I I thought that was it's a little still concerning. Good. Right, still not good, but but that was even down from what he shot in high school. He was like a like up and up until he went to Duke, he was like a seventy five percent, eighty percent guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just weird. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah, um, but it's not alone. Man. The only one shooting at a high
2: percentage is Marcus Morris in the line,
0: and high. Right. I
2: mean, like eighty. <laughs> like, right. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I I I do. I know exactly what you mean. Um, but yeah, they they got to figure it out. They got to make um they got to make a a lot of changes to that roster. Uh, like I said, if yeah. for no other reason, just you, you gotta have you gotta have better um better guys around the young guys that you're developing that just fit better. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the team has a lot of we'll- bad habits. You know, a lot of bad habits they got to play right. out of. And, like,
2: now that Mike Miller has them, he has to – I want to see what eventually this team could look like under Mike Miller. Right now they're playing – they still kind of look like they're playing under Fisdale. It's the same shit at the moment. And So he switches it up. And the only thing I've seen that they've done more under Mike Miller already is they've been implementing more pick and roll. Uh, And it's been more of an emphasis, an emphasis to Defender 3. For some reason, under Fisdale, they would not. Defend the three, and I have no idea why it was, they they would play only the zone and the zone to protect the fate, and that was it. Three two, three two, the whole fuck. How are you expecting to stop in an NBA where three pointers are the king? You 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 implemented three two zone the whole game and like almost never adapt. <laughs> it was it was the most annoying thing in the world. Oh my fucking well, lord, Judge. Jesus Christ, it is terrible.
0: Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe he was just like, man, we gotta get those rebounds up, man. That's the only way I can figure out how to fucking do it. Cause you well, know that the was Tucker's his rebound. Be the best uh,
2: interior defensive team, and we did. We were we're pretty good of a rebounding team in the paint for sure. Um, uh, defensive rebounding. I think we're top five defensive rebounding team. Is that helps us win games?
0: No, <laughs> but oh, three pointers. I I'll tell you what, it does help you do. It helps you blow huge leads. Because people are yeah. just fucking draining threes.
2: <laughs> so
0: a lot of those rebounds come from us missing
2: from our really low field goal percentage.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. But hey, let's let's uh let's give Mike Miller uh some run at it yeah. and I come I on. at least on, Mike. I yeah, but I feel like I really hope they just fucking keep Miller for the rest of the season and don't do anything I rash. Do too. Like I need to that, that just seems like the most plausible thing to me. Um and you know what as far as like any sort of um you know we mentioned how much liberty is uh, you know uh, is this front office going to get I, If I'm Dolan, I would say do anything you want as long as you're not Trading away future assets and as long as you're not right. um, taking on salary past next year, if you if you if you're trying to do either one of those things, then I need to be involved. And I like I, yep. I, I say that knowing we always say Dolan should not be involved, but it's like I mean, how <laughs> else are you gonna how else are you gonna manage this situation? Right. right. <laughs> but like who's um who fuck? Who was it that uh always said that there was like a they had a GM that was all pissed off. Oh, it was. Do you remember Nick Boykin, um, Kings uh, fan? Yeah. 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 He, he, he yeah. Was, dude, he, yeah. Because he he was talking about like how they had a disgruntled GM and but still was like the GM, and he just started making like irrational shit, and that's how. Um like they ended up trading Nick Stauskas to the Sixers for somebody. And like Hinky got a fucking future mm-hmm. first round pick out of it. Um, and it's like, bro, you're the Kings. He like, what are you doing? Uh, like you right. should not be trading future first round pick. Um, so you don't want, obviously you don't want a situation like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. That's, that's, Certainly true. So we'll see. Um, all right, got to move on. We've already spent 30 minutes talking about the Knicks. Um, and uh, I know you I, I know you probably <sighs> don't want to do it anymore, at this juncture anyway. Um, yeah. Not much. This is going to be kind of a dour show, really, um, until we get to the last topic. But uh, Rodney Hood, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, suffered an Achilles injury. He's going to be out for this season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man, it really does suck because he was playing pretty well at the tail end of last season in Portland. It was the first time that he had played well since his, like, time in Utah, early in his career in Utah. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought he had maybe found a place where he would be able to, um, you know, get some minutes and play meaningful basketball again. And I was looking forward to it, and now this happens – it really sucks. It sucks for the Blazers too because they already are obviously still out Nurkic. Zach Collins went down with that injury. It, there's not really a timetable on his return, um, nor Nurkic for that matter. So you're looking at three like key dudes who are like banged up for them uh, when they were already especially shorthanded on the wing um, and really just kind of shorthanded everywhere except for the guard, shooting guard position, you know? Like, so they, yeah. they you know, like they, they they just can't afford these injuries. And then the other thing that sucks is the way, and I, I guess because, but kind of because of the way Hood got traded um, and, the, and the way they did his contract, uh, it was a um, two-year contract with a second-year player option. Um, essentially he's got that like early bird rights thing that makes it so that if you want to trade him, you have to get his approval. Um, so he's basically got Mm -hmm. a no trade clause. NBA needs to do away with it. You shouldn't be able to, to figure out how you can transfer early bird rights. Like stop fucking getting players like Rodney, like, or Nerland's Noel, um, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, uh, has that same thing, early bird rights, so he can veto trade. trade. Um, that's stupid. These, these guys shouldn't be able to veto trades. Um, but, uh, but regardless, he can. So, like, because initially what I thought is, all right, well, I guess you can, if you need to use his, like, $5 million salary since it's, you know, dead money to you at this point, um you can add that into a trade probably not cuz why would Rodney Hood I mean maybe he'd be indifferent to it I don't know but you nevertheless you'd have to get his approval to do so um so that's tough uh it, it, he doesn't now become just a, a a cap filler guy unless he volunteers to be um so, yeah so again it, it's just dead money on their cap that they can't move um <laughs> This sucks. This really sucks for Portland. Um, Like I said, already have a ton of injuries. I hope – I obviously hope he has as speedy a recovery as he possibly can. Going to miss the rest of this season. Probably going to miss at least the first quarter of next season, if not like first half of next season. Um, The way these injuries usually – they usually take about a year. Um, sometimes longer, and this is a guy who's had um several different like injuries throughout his career, so I don't think it's a guy you would want to rush back. Um mm-hmm. but did I am glad he got that player option though. Like get that cheddar man so like he can opt in next year while he recovers and still be getting paid. Um, not just sitting on the fucking sidelines. Uh right. so anyway, it fucking sucks. Any any further thoughts there for Portland? Or hood? Uh,
2: no. I mean, it just sucks. I never like to see a guy go down for injury, especially a guy like Rodney Hood, uh, who, who I mean, he's not like he's had, having a great year or anything, but um, they need him. It's a guy that uh, I mean, it's not like Portland can right. afford to be losing more dudes, you know, especially with Nurkic being out. as long as he's been out.
1: So mm-hmm.
2: it's it's just it just sucks. I mean, I'm happy that they found Melo. Melo's played well uh, while he, since he's been there, but one of those things where like uh, it, Portland's getting closer and closer towards a like a legit reboot, and this 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 doesn't help.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't. And um, you know, like it's just. I don't, I don't know what Portland does other than just punt this year. I mean, you hate to do that in, in Dame's prime. I know they brought in Mello, um, but like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think they should fight for like the playoffs. But like in the grand scheme of things, like, it, are, I, they should fight for the playoffs with the guys they have. But should Portland really get in the mix with like? different trade discussions when Nurkic is not going to be 100% when he comes back. Um, they're now already down like all, you know, this injury is obviously big. Um, and, you know, I, it's just with, with Zach Collins, you know, out as well, it just seems like a, a year yeah, where it's like, Zach well, Collins. you know. Well,
2: I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like, what well, I mean, what what kind of – do you want to give up what could be a really decent draft pick? Like, if, if and if you do, you better be getting back something that's not only going to help you this season, but it's going to help you in the future. No, that's that's what they need to be prioritizing. If they can't if they can't figure out a trade that's going to help them with both things, then they shouldn't trade assets to just just to help out for this season at this point in time. So, um, right. so I don't know. We will see. Um, but all right, let's move on. Um, a team that is kind of being linked right now to the Portland Trailblazers, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have announced that they are willing to receive offers on Kevin Love. Uh, this came soon after a report from The Athletic. Also, uh, somebody else at The Athletic, I don't remember his name, but it was in conjunction with Shams. So Shams just out here fucking crucifying locker rooms this week. You fucking dick. Um, but uh, uh, but the report uh, suggests that the team is frustrated with new head coach John Beeline, Uh Essentially, him being a longtime college coach, implementing college system into a pro. Uh, uh, locker room is, is very difficult. Some coaches are able to figure it out. A lot of them are not. Um, it's not surprising that there's um, – you know, uh, I guess a little frustration. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip um, of Kevin Love, uh, I guess, last night after after their loss. Either last night or, or maybe Monday. Um, but it was a, a reporter, I'm not sure who. Um, but she asked him, what's just your general mood or, or how do you feel about tonight's game? And he was like, we Suck. Like, that's like, he's like, that's how I feel. Um, so like Kevin Love does not want to wow. be there anymore. Um, <laughs> he, he was very blunt and I'm like, it's weird. Cause like, I've n- never seen like Kevin, like even when he was disgruntled in Minnesota, he, I don't feel like, you know, he, he requested the trade and everything, but like, I don't ever remember him being that blunt, you know, to like a reporter. <laughs> like, so it was just weird. I was like, damn. um, but uh, what do you make of all this? Like, uh, I, I kind of want to start with the beeline stuff because it seems more appropriate to start with that. Um, what, what do you make of this situation where you have this, this older college coach who's coming in, he's spent his whole career coaching college, and he seems, if the report is to be believed, that there is some frustration between some of the players in that locker room and his coaching styles. Uh, and then we'll 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 jump over to uh Kevin Love talk in a minute here. Yeah,
2: well fuck. Well here's the thing. Um wait, which one did you want to talk about first? I know you said Kevin
0: Love
1: who?
0: Yeah, the coach the the angst in the locker the, room. The B-line comments. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah
2: well I I was surprised honestly I thought he would work out well um over there and considering they're a younger team I I, I wasn't expecting as much as much complaints I guess um but I, obviously they don't like it at all I guess cause they feel I guess they feel like they're being treated like children and, uh and that's not gonna fly in the NBA as you know <laughs> uh, not what it used to be um. I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, they, that uh, this dude has struggled in Chicago. It's just you know you can't. You, it really depends how you talk to these guys, so they want to respect you. Um, and I'm not sure how college teams handle things, but obviously, it's just not how the NBA handles it. And 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 look, Cleveland's not gonna. It was never gonna be a good team this year. And you know, I think the whole point of bringing a line in was. Legit, because it was a young team. The guy has experience with young guys. Um, right. I guess his style just isn't working. Um, I don't know. It's it's really weird. Uh, I mean, they're not good, and and a lot of it's not because he's not a bad coach. It's just that team's just lack of talent <laughs> more than anything. Lack of talent, Um, and
0: they have two players who do the exact same thing. Yeah, Harley. that was
2: stupid to begin
0: with. I'm, in my opinion, I'm like, yeah, why that was a really you draft too?
2: Like I, I never, I was never good with. I hated, I hated it back then with fucking um Ricky Rubio and and fucking um Johnny. Flynn. Well, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> um, Johnny Flynn. I hated it then. I hated it now. Uh, I don't like drafting point guard when you have a point guard. And that was even worse back then when they drafted Rubio and this dude because they already had – I mean, they drafted him in the same draft. That's, nothing was more frustrating than that shit. But
0: um,
2: right. yeah, it's redundant. Like, why the fuck? That's wasting a pick almost, like, on the same position. Right. Like, I mean, if you're Colin Sexton, how did you feel knowing that they drafted this dude? And, look, Garland and we know was okay, how Garland felt
0: because you saw his face when they drafted him at the draft. He was
2: like, "Fuck!" <laughs> right? Yeah, bro, bro. He's a point guard. They have a point guard. I, I would feel bad. I feel, I feel bad too. I get it. Yeah, totally get it. Stupid. And Garland, look, Darius Garland's been decent, but not good. Not. I mean, maybe because he's right. not playing next to someone that compliments him more or less. I don't know. I don't know. Sexton is sexton. Texas still does sexton things, <laughs> Apparently. Young bull. <laughs> but they definitely need to look. We He's know shooting much better. He yeah, i I like well uh, and I like Garland. The thing um, is
0: the thing is with love, like, he should be, but like we'll get to it in a minute. I don't think that's gonna be an easy contract yeah. to fucking trade. <laughs> like I, I struggle to find it. a team that it. is but but as far as the locker room, yeah, that, that that's kind of a combo point guard, especially when Jarrett Culver was on the board. Because what did we all say about yeah. Jarrett Culver? We said this guy <laughs> needs, to, needs to work on his shooting, but he should mm-hmm. translate defensively, and he is kind of a, a bigger wing facilitator. If you have a score-first yeah. point guard, it kind of makes sense to get somebody who you compare next to him to groom as like – a facilitator, um, All right? So, like, you can call it whatever you want, uh, as far as who's point guard, who's shooting guard, or whatever. But like, it seemed uh-huh. like Culver was, as far as the skill set, a, a, a relatively yeah. good fit. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. Uh, inexplicably they were just like, "Hey, you know what? Um, you know what? We don't have enough of undersized scoring guards. <laughs> <laughs> like, with, mm-hmm. you know, you know what we don't need." You know what we don't need that the rest of the league seems to think they need uh, is, is, you know, versatile wing players. Like, let's, let's not go. take the versatile That's wing players. <laughs> like, and right now, yeah, Jack yeah. Culver's
2: been starting a point guard for Minnesota, weirdly enough. Um, it's weird, but it is what it is. Uh I yeah. guess it's an experiment they're trying <laughs> at the moment. Uh, Minnesota's been struggling lately. I mean, recently, but... I think you're right. I think he probably would have fit better in Cleveland next to Sexton, more so. I think a better compliment than Garland.
0: And for that matter, Garland would have fit better in Minnesota. <laughs> like, in Minnesota, they yeah, 100%, have him, 100%. You know, yeah, to be, you know, I, instead of all this D'Angelo Russell talk, they could have kind of groomed him to be that, you know? Um, yep, yep. So, yeah. I, yep. I vote, like, before the trade deadline that Cleveland should call them up and be like, we made a mistake. <laughs> Here, do, you, want, yeah.
1: do, you, do oh. you still
0: want Garland? Because we'll take Culver. <laughs> we <laughs> fucked it up. It
1: Johnny Flynn. <laughs>
0: That's what, the name I could not remember
2: for the life of yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, well, I think, like, uh, poor, me. Um, yeah. I watched that quite. Poor Johnny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's, uh, that was a bad one. It reminds me of uh, the the number nine pick for the Atlanta Hawks, and I forget what year. A.C. Law, the fourth out of Texas A&M. <laughs> I remember A.C. <laughs> like, Law. Yeah. <laughs> I remember A.C. <laughs> Law. Uh, like, it did not work out <laughs> for A.C. Law nor the Hawks. Uh, with with that particular no. pick, um, God, remember yeah, I remember with drafts <laughs> used to just be fucking crazy and like like it's so rare now. Like I think that I think that was one of the crazy parts about the Cam Johnson pick, like because even mm-hmm. Rui,
1: yeah. even
0: though I was a little surprised he went ninth, it wasn't like shocking. Right. The Cam Johnson at right. fucking what was eleven. Like that was crazy. That was like, that came out of nowhere. So it's nice that you still have some
1: organizations
0: that are like, fuck it. <laughs> like we're going to take this guy who's like, you know, a late first rounder yeah. on most people's boards. Yeah. Um, you just don't get as much funny. of it anymore. A lot more group think. No. Um, yep. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I, my my hope is that whatever's going on, they can fix by moving the necessary people. I'm glad that Tristan Thompson came out and was like, "Nah, dude, I like this guy. Like, you see my numbers this year, bro. Like, this dude's offense is yeah. great. <laughs> like, Tristan Thompson's like, <laughs> I'm having a great year. season. Like, <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> because um, like,
1: yeah. was,
0: man, the way he had been playing the last couple seasons, um, it was almost kind of like is he going to be a vet minimum guy somewhere next season? Like it was, it was getting yeah. to a point and now it's looking like worst case scenario. He's probably a, what? $10 million a year, dude. Um, somewhere next season. Um, yeah, he looks so good. He does, he's been doing, he's been doing really well for me in fantasy, like getting stats, yeah, look world, at that. you know, mm-hmm. but, um, But, yeah, uh, so, I mean, it's good that some of the players had his back. I don't – I mean, who knows, you know, where. Obviously, it's anonymous sources and everything. Um, But I wouldn't – as much as it seems out of character, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Kevin Love. (laughs) Like, fucking Kevin Love's won championships now. He's been a veteran for a long time. He knows he doesn't fit on this team. I think he – Sign that extension probably with some kind of like wink, wink agreement that they would just go ahead and lock him up, um, and then trade yeah. him at some point in the near future, and they like yeah, I've, I who I think it's like this with? honestly. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, nah, you go ahead. What? What? No, I
2: was. My opinion was. I really do think they signed him um, primarily because they they had had the money. Uh, They loved him. Uh, But also because I think he was dealing with an injury and wanted to – they knew that they would pay him regardless. They didn't care how long it took for him to heal. He can heal and recover and get good again, and he'll definitely have a lot of trade value. So they figured uh, they can give him his money and use him in a trade later. So they kind of did each right. other a favor, and they at least got a decent player in the term when he was healthy, and give them back some value once it, once he eventually you know decides to be traded. I think that was like a double right. agreement down the line,
0: at least a little too. Right. The problem with that is you gave him four years. You gave a 30, 31-year-old four fucking years um, yeah. $120 million who doesn't play defense. Like, that's always been the flaw. <laughs> like, it's, and it's like, yeah, it's dude. It's still a flaw. Yep. It's still a flaw. And it's like, it, you know, like, there's certain players that you can get by with. Uh, like, you, I think if you're, if you want to be a contender, you need at least three guys in your lineup that are, like, good defenders, good to great defenders. We can argue the semantics, but, like, that's basically you. You can't have more than two guys out there who are not good defenders, um, and uh, it makes it even more difficult. I look at I don't I don't look at any of the teams that we consider actual contenders making a deal for him because like, they already have good players. Like, what, what the fuck are they going to give up for him? Um, right. And just positionally. The teams that I've heard mentioned, obviously Portland. I, I basically said earlier why I don't think that's a great idea. Um, but, I mean, to elaborate a little bit on that, um, like, I'm, not, I'm just not giving up assets to get Kevin Love, who's always fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. And I already have two players on my team, my two like foundational pieces, who aren't good defenders. Like, why? And then, and also... Like, I brought in Mello, who's been playing really well. What happens to that if we trade for Kevin Love? You can't play Kevin Love and Mello next to each other. Um, like, that that's Not a disaster waiting to happen. Um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense at this point for Portland. Um, the one way I could see it maybe making some mm-hmm. sense is if they somehow, if perhaps Cleveland looked at getting use of Nurkic, who's injured now, but could get healthy, and then they could trade later, similar to why they signed Kevin Love, um, if they saw him as an asset, then you could get off of his money, um, couple that with Whiteside, and then the necessary, you know, cap filler, whoever that may be, um, and you get back both Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. Maybe that could work. Mellow comes off the bench as your sixth man, maybe. But, I mean, it's not what they need right now. Like I said, I don't think that really helps you that much long-term. It might help you eke into the playoffs this year. I don't think it helps you build the right team around Dame and CJ long-term. Um, it just doesn't make a whole yeah. lot of fucking sense to me. So, I don't yeah. think they should do it. Other teams I've heard mentioned, Phoenix, Phoenix, um, <sighs> Same thing. Why do you want to pair him up with DeAndre Ayton? Neither of those guys are really good defenders. Um, you've got a young guy in Saric who fits better with your timeline. I would rather just have Saric. Saric is a free agent next year. He's not going to cost you nearly as much money as um, Kevin Love is already signed for. Um, so I would nix that. I'd say no on that. Um, and I would just hope that Saric continues to improve and. Um, yeah, I don't think he's played poorly this year. Um, I don't think he's been very, very great or anything, but he he's been all right. Um, I you know, so I I don't think that's a good fit. Um, Denver, I'm a hard no on. Um, a because you've got the the you know Jamal Murray extension kicking in next year, so then you've got you're then you're in the luxury tax, and Denver's not a team that traditionally goes into the luxury tax, so that just doesn't make sense to me. Plus, again, defensively, like Paul Millsap has has been like their defensive anchor this year, and that's the guy who would have to be involved in the trade. Yeah. That doesn't make any. He sense hasn't to me. had. A... I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I was just say that doesn't make any sense to me on the defensive end, um, next to Jokic, uh, who again not known for his defense, uh, and you know like. I think the way that the Nuggets are trying to view this is to say, all right, we have $40 million tied up in in expiring salary, tied up in Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant this year. We think Jeremy Grant is versatile defensively, can kind of, we can groom him behind Paul Millsap this year, and he can step in and be our starter next year. Maybe we keep Millsap at a much reduced rate. Maybe we don't, but Jeremy Grant, to me, is, who, if I'm the Nuggets, I'm thinking that can be our defensive-minded, power-forward pitch um, guy of the future. Yeah. Um, so, again, right, right. I don't think it makes sense. I'm not saying that Denver isn't a good um, candidate to consolidate and get a maybe upgrade on their roster. I just don't view Kevin Love as a real upgrade for them. I don't think Kevin Love fits on any of these teams. They're like they're, I've, I've also heard the Kings. I don't buy that. That not making any sense to me. Um, uh, Sounds like a mixed talk. to me. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it?
1: Um, which, hey,
0: I will say this: he'd be a great fucking fit with um with uh, Mitchell Robinson because he spreads he the would, floor. He'd... Um, and he, you know, yeah, uh, he it, it, You know, I I if you could, I don't know, I mean, if you could give up, say. Julius Randle and somebody else for cap filler and now I have to give up any assets and they look at Julius Randle as enough of an asset. I don't know, maybe because again, if I'm the Knicks, I'm not really prioritizing. um, I'm not prioritizing like future cap space right now. I'm prioritizing getting guys around my young guys who make those young guys better, who help those young guys play the role that they need to play and for the same reason, I think Gallinari would be a good fit and Chris Paul would be a good fit. I think Kevin Love could be a good fit too. The only thing is you really still need a point guard. Even, like, if you get Kevin Love, I mean, I guess you could still trade for Chris yeah. Paul. Maybe Fuck, maybe you get Chris Paul or Kevin Love without giving up any assets, you know, just, just like, without giving up any picks or any young players or anything. I said, that'd be <laughs> fucking interesting. I think it'd be pretty that be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that would um, be interesting. I'd rather have Gallinari though. Sure. That's the thing. Like, if I could pick between Chris, uh, between uh, Gallinari and Kevin Love, I'd much rather have Gallinari. Like Because you're not going to have to pay Gallinari, Kevin Love, money. Like, come next season. That's and that's true. the thing in a nutshell. They they signed him for too much money for too long of time. Um, if he had two years left on his deal, he'd be highly coveted right now. He's got four. That's not that's not attractive, um, not in the new age of the NBA where a lot of these teams are prioritizing cap space. Oh, the other team that I've heard mention is the Heat. The Heat aren't trading for Kevin Love for the same reason they're not going to trade for Chris Paul. Like A, they're good right now, so why would they? But B, like, no. they 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 think that they can be players in in you know 2021, so I don't see them making or, a move. And there's a lot of other teams who kind of fit that mold I I just don't I don't and I'm not even talking necessarily about like the like asset department I'm just talking about him as a fit like just swapping him out for some other players that could fit the salary I'm not even contemplating giving up assets in in that either I just don't think he excuse me I just don't think he gets traded because I don't think anybody like can you name a team that you think Outside of the Knicks, that he makes any sense on?
2: No, I mean, what is he making right now? Uh,
1: Thirty million
0: dollars. Thirty million dollars. Oh, that's a lot. I think I think it's like twenty nine this year, and then it goes up to like thirty one the next two, and then back down to twenty nine in the final year. But yeah, I mean, he's got three more years at roughly thirty million dollars. Left yeah. on his contract after this season, and he's like yeah, thirty-two I mean, years old, thirty-one. Gonna, like, it's not gonna be easy to get rid of all that shit.
2: It's no. one of those things. Uh, and like, yeah, honestly, you got you really have to like. I mean, the team that's I mean, you have to you literally have to look at a team like the Knicks and go, "Hey, man, you ain't doing no one going over there anyway." <laughs> like, right? It's one of those <laughs> like. And, and you yeah, you try it to is. pitch him on the pit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pitch him pit on the pit, and he's like, look, it, use him while he's still good. And, you know, at least he's a somewhat of a star still.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess. Right.
2: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's really the only team that I think makes any sense. Um, And and that's even somewhat limited. Mm-hmm. Um, And, again, the only reason I take it – does is because he fits well with the young guys that they should be prioritizing. Um, I just don't right. see. I don't see another team out. like even like you know Charlotte, who has a bunch of expiring contracts. Like Miles Bridges oh. and PJ Washington are both playing really well right now. Like why the fuck would you want to bring in Kevin Love and start taking away oh, their yeah. minutes?
2: Why ruin it? Like exactly right.
0: That doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, no. So. Yeah, there's just not a team. There are literally no teams out there that I think would be like, you know what? I'll I'll give up, you know, cap filler to get Kevin Love. I just don't see it. and That's not at all. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe if Perzingis, like, gets another, like, season-ending injury, then maybe I could see, like, Dallas being like, well – I mean, we signed Prazingis to five years. This is only four years. Maybe Cleveland would be like, well, at least he's still young. When he gets back from this fifth injury, (laughs) extended injury of his career, (laughs) maybe he can be the piece. I don't know. I'm stretching at this point, but, like, it's gonna take. I think it's gonna take very <laughs> extenuating circumstances. I don't like the odds. I don't think he gets dealt. I don't think anybody's gonna want him at that number for that amount of years. So, right. and it doesn't sound like you can really come up with anybody either. I mean, basically, it's the Knicks. You got to convince the Knicks to take him. Otherwise, like, it, it, it's yeah. not gonna happen. I mean, if Kevin so, is open
2: to going somewhere, but are they open to taking him in? Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it seemed like a decent place. You know, take Julius Randall, We'll definitely, you know, think about it. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> let's see.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, unless they, well, like you said, you might as well just keep Gallinari. No point in trading Kevin for Gallinari. Um... Uh, if you're OKC, okay, I mean, um, they don't right. know why would take why would you try to take back another big contract? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. No. Listen. No yeah, I, 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 you're, I don't see it. Like I agree with you. I don't. I don't know any other team that Miami would be a decent fit, but why? I mean, they're doing really good. Like you said, like why? Why? Why mess up a good thing? <laughs> like, uh, he would be an upgrade over um, uh, James Johnson. Leonard, not, well, they've been playing. Or Myers
0: Leonard. Yeah, punching. I guess he's more of a yeah. Myers Leonard type. But, like, still, yeah. like, even to get to that amount of salary, you're probably including Goran Dragic. Dragic has been really fucking good for them this year. Like, why would they want to trade him? Yeah, that's true. Um, unless you're upgrading true. at that particular position. Um, but he's a six-man-of-the-year candidate, so. Um, at the again, moment, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. This is – now I'm really stretching, but, like, maybe Indiana because I got that too big thing uh, going on right now.
2: Yeah, and, but, like, uh, I mean, they might have – I think it works them, yeah.
0: I just – I wouldn't give up Miles Turner, though. Like, even though I, I, I think either. Kevin Love would fit better with Sabonis. I wouldn't. The age yeah. factor, and the contract length, and the fact that they're a small market that doesn't like to pay the luxury tax—all of these reasons. yeah again, pass. Um, a, a reunion in Minnesota, <laughs> again. Oh they, boy! Ooh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Covington? I don't necessarily <laughs> like it. Um, did you say Pelicans.
2: No, no, oh my God, not Pelicans. No, Pelican. no uh, I said uh, Covington.
0: you have to trade for Covington. Shit, yeah, no, no chance they yeah, trade I Covington. I mean, I think it would be more like Teague and Gorgie Jang. Like, like Jang, right? Let would the, be Jang. No, I mean, I mean, but that's the thing. The point I'm making is, like, the best you're going to get for Kevin Love at this point, given all of those factors, is cap release you're not getting any assets. I'll be shocked if they get an actual asset. Something that we can look at and say that is a valuable asset. Um like at best a late second round pick or some shit like that that they can maybe try to spin as something. Um but like I don't know. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. There there's just no teams. There's literally no teams. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's basically, I mean, like it's mix of bus, man. Mix of bus. I mean, <laughs> could Washington? Let me ask you this: Could Washington talk themselves no. into it, the Wizards, Ooh. and be like, Ooh. be like, we'll we'll give you Yan Mahinmi, and what well, you need to come up with like thirteen more million to get to the right number, or maybe not quite that much. But like something close to that no. to get to the necessary cap filler, um, I'd be tough to even get there. Um, do mm. you say John Wall?
2: So I I mean, if they're willing, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like yeah, we'll give you John, John Wall for I, mean, I mean, like you know, what you really need is another point guard there, Cleveland. <laughs> but uh, yeah. especially this because you know he's he's great. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, because I, I could see – I don't I could see Washington like – but like – and you scoffed at this earlier it, when we were doing our our team duos and we, you know, we obviously picked John Wall when healthy, but when not healthy, I said their yeah. second-best player might be Davies Bertans this year. And their second-best player is Davies soft. Bertans. Um, yeah, I
2: did that. One, so. And you know what? I uh, I take that back. I've always... A <laughs> he's been
1: fucking great.
0: Um, well, so, I'm I don't know. I'm surprised
2: he's a surprise fact, fucking like, sniper.
0: If you're, uh, dude, I know. So, like, crazy. I don't know. Again, if you're... Even if you're a team like Washington... Hey, let's be fair. Why wouldn't you just... He's playing better. Why way would better you just than, keep than he Bertans... <laughs> right. But why wouldn't you just keep Bertans, who's younger and, like, you know, does just has the yeah, same yeah. kind of game He's as just Love. Just been more efficient. Rebounds. Yeah. Right. Right. And like, I don't know. I I think that's a better option. So there's just no good options. There's zero. There's not one good option out there. Kevin Love's not getting traded. Market, market, fucking eight, dude. He's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. So we'll see. I mean, I, I yeah. be, I mean I, I'd be very surprised. I'd be very Julius very Randall. And like you I said, want Julius Randall. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Julius Randle and what, you need like $10 million to make that work, so. Yeah. Oh, well, well, Wayne whoever Ellington.
2: Whoever they want. There. Well, not
0: whoever they want, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, he's yeah, Julius Randle and Wayne Ellington. The like, done deal. There you go. You I'm just like, saying. Like, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to yeah. get a better deal than that, you know? Like, no, I really I don't, don't. Yeah, because um, that, that second year is like... Option,
2: I think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so basically they get and money they there. get an
0: expiring contract in Wayne Ellington, maybe something that they can use, um, yeah, and a wing player, uh, and then they get mm-hmm. you know Julius Randall, who they can try to kind of rehabilitate, um, yeah, you know, for not a, not a bad fan, He needs you know a point guard. Why not two? <laughs> right. Why not two? And like he needs. The you know the force spacing and everything and if they end up I don't necessarily know that they're prioritizing it I don't think they are but if they they do end up moving Tristan Thompson um, he'd oh, be saying. a really nice guy to, to have, have there yeah. no that's <laughs> he what I'm saying he him, yeah. yeah he wouldn't fit next but that's the, that's the other thing he doesn't really fit next to Larry Nance either because remember how that went in L A it didn't really work
2: that's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Do you know where he would fit? <laughs> they know fit, each other though? well. You know where he would fit. Um, where would he fit? Like, he well, I maybe not where. Maybe 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 I should rephrase it. But next to, he would fit next to a dude like Miles Turner. That's the kind of guy you want next uh, to. Lee yeah. Randall. Like yeah. Uh, spreads the floor, gives him room to operate. Um, can yeah. get blocks and but protect the, rim. the paint. not a great rebounder, but Randall is a pretty good right. rebounder. That's the kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of guy you want. Um with him. Yeah. But that's yeah. a really rare center. Are. That's not a lot of centers are like that. So um That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh it, it's gonna be I like I said, I'll be shocked. But uh all right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit I, 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 I do believe he's
2: gonna get moved. So, I'm not sure where, but I, I don't I think he will. I don't wait, know where. Wait, Kevin Love or Julius Randle? No, Kevin Love. I see, man. I don't think so.
0: I just don't I see it. I don't see any good. team
2: taking that on. Someone's going to bite. I, I think someone's going to bite. I'm not sure where. I'm not confident where. But I think someone's going to bite. All right.
0: Well, I, we should maybe do like a prop bet on that. Um. Sure. Like I mean, no money, but like some, we'll figure something out. Um, <laughs> and and like, because uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm fairly like I would I'd lay down like if there was if there was something that I could actually like bet on, that was like will Kevin Love be moved by the trade deadline, and I had like somewhat I feel like the odds would be like like you would get more money back if you said well, no. no. However, odds work on mm-hmm. gambling, you know um like i I yeah, put yeah. like five on it, you know and and be I'll like all right five. I'll put five on it, and then i'll get i'll that's right, I picked that for a reason, uh, and then I'll get ten back once he doesn't get traded so um yeah, but uh
1: yeah, I don't know,
0: we'll see, but um all right, let's move on to the Hawks um some interesting reporting from Sham's uh about the Hawks locker room mm. um and it's and the the really funny thing was the timing of it was weird. Because the report came after the Hawks beat the Charlotte Hornets um, to kind of snap their, their losing streak. Um, and, and to, uh, it, you know, it was, it was kind of a turnaround win. Now, subsequently, uh, the Hawks blew it uh, against Miami last night. And that fucking sucked. I was pissed. Fucking Trey's out here calling game. And there's a minute left in the game and you're only up by six. Like, that's not <laughs> smart. <laughs> Not smart. Um, and Duncan Robinson <laughs> is just fucking goddamn sniper, man. Like that that kid can yeah, fucking kid, shoot. Uh, um I'm surprised. Yeah, I think he had <laughs> I think he had ten threes last night uh against wow. the Hawks. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Um and uh but yeah, should, I mean man. it was it was rough. But nevertheless, uh yeah. so the report came out after the Charlotte game, but it was about uh, an incident um alleged incident I should say uh, in the Hawks locker room um after the Nets game and they lost to the Nets that was their um 11th loss in 12 games um it's been a rough going for the Hawks I think a lot of people I think a lot of fans and a lot of these players these younger players maybe I would say Trey Young included um had uh-huh. higher expectations than maybe what they should have for the Hawks this season, mm-hmm. um, just in general. And then to couple that with Kevin Herter's been hurt all year. He has not played a full healthy game. Um, right. he, even the games John he's Collins. played, he's been on a minutes restriction all year. John Collins yeah. mm-hmm. he's been in, he's played five games. Uh-huh. Um, and then we just don't have like a lot of good, like uh, veteran players. Like we have a lot of good, promising young guys. DeAndre Hunter uh, went off for twenty-eight in that Miami Heat game, his career high, and that was yeah. really promising. Like... Um, yeah, like... I do too. And Cam Reddish uh, had a good game it, in that. I believe it was against the Nets. It might have been a couple days earlier, though. I can't. I can't exactly remember. But he had a game where he dropped close to twenty. I think it was like seventeen. Nice. It was very efficient. And, you know, he was spinning in the lane and getting, like, crazy little fucking layups under the rim. It was very impressive. I was like, shit, like, play like this all the fucking time, dude. Um, but they're rookies. Like, so anyway, yeah. i say this to set the scene. Um, so apparently, you know, it's, it, the report goes that uh, it was emotional in the locker room. That Trey Young was the emotional person in the locker room. Um, and so much so that uh, reportedly a Hawks official had to kind of calm him down by telling him that they they had help uh, that help was coming they were going to be bringing him help soon I think is the way that they phrased it. Um, really, that that quote is worrisome to me. Um, first of all, first of all, I love Trey's passion. I really do. That dude wants to fucking win. He wants to win every single game. He plays every game um, super hard, and I huh? love his passion I like and enthusiasm. It. I love the mm-hmm. fact that when he has a great game and the Hawks lose, he's like, I don't fucking care because we lost the game, so it doesn't matter. Um, I love all that, but he's got to fucking chill a little bit. Like, dude, how how can you not, like, look at these two young and DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish and not see yourself last year. Like, until, like, right around this time last year, Trey Young was fucking garbage. He, he wasn't garbage, he, but he wasn't, he wasn't hitting shots. Like, he wasn't doing what he needed to be doing to be great. Um, he was not hitting shots. And that's the same thing happening with these two kids. They're not hitting shots. They're shooting, especially Cam Reddish, They're shooting terribly, but, like, that part, it seems like it will come. First of all, Cam Reddish is shooting 75% from the line. Um, uh, DeAndre Hunter is shooting 80% from the line. Um, Oftentimes, free throw percentages are are a good metric to determine three-point percentage. Um, Not always, but oftentimes. Uh, And, like, they're both shooting terribly from three right now. Um, but given those free throw numbers, it seems like it will translate eventually. The Hawks need to be patient. Fans need to be patient. Trey Young needs to be patient. We're getting we're getting um, JC back uh, in what like a week. Uh, I think the 23rd is when he comes back. So I guess more like two weeks. Um, nice. But like just just chill the fuck out, guys. It's okay. Like it's it's the sec- really the second year like of the actual rebuilding process uh and you know it it's just it's it's gonna come with like some lumps along the way um it's not the end of the world that we're not winning games like right this minute, you know <laughs> um so I really hope what was if if there was a quote like that exchanged to Trey Young, I really hope that. It's kind of being mischaracterized and whoever the quote unquote Hawks official was, was saying, Hey man, you know, we have help coming and that help is in the form of Kevin Herter getting back and being healthy and John Collins getting healthy or getting uh, back from his suspension rather. Um, and not, we're (laughs) angling to make some kind of, you know, big splashy trade, um, because I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what we need to do at this point. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as the right time for it, and, you know. Nor does it strike me as very trav, you know, on on brand with what Travis Link has done so far. So, just patience. The wins will come, uh, it, you know. I know it's frustrating for fans, and it was frustrating for Trey, um, but. You know, again, Trey's got to be patient with these young guys and remember where he was at the same time last year, and fans got to be patient with these young guys and remember where Trey was at the same time last year. Um, We we still don't know what we have in them. We need to know what we have before we start trying to figure out what we need to add, (laughs) you know? It gets important to know what you need, and you don't know that if you don't know what you have. So patience, motherfuckers. Calm the fuck down and stop posting trade machines. Of fucking Chandler Parsons and Alex Lynn for Andre Drummond, like God, like fucking crazy super fuckers. Like uh, it, it's it, it it's hard uh, as as a moderator um, on these fan pages, man. Like it, it's one thing on a page where it's just a NBA page. Because you get all kinds of fans, and they kind of police each other, you know? They're like, oh, he's fucking homer, or whatever. Um, But when you get a bunch of fans of one team collected together on one page, there's very few of us out there that are like, dude, that would never happen. That's ridiculous. I saw one the other day that Mm -hmm. was like um, Jabari Parker for Anthony Simons and Scalabizier. And I was like, dude, (laughs) there's (laughs) Dude, there's <laughs> no fucking way Portland would do that like calm down like y'all need to fucking stop with this trade machine shit Um, but uh, anyway what's your thoughts on all of this drama going on in in the or potential potential drama whatever however the fuck you want to phrase it going on with the Hawks Drums. right now and based on the fact that they've been losing so many games that's yeah I mean they're
2: a very young team they're gonna struggle they have a lot growing up to do. Um, they had some bright spots here and there. That's why some of these guys got hyped. Um, they have a nice young core for the future. Uh, I mean, there's I, I, it's nothing to worry about. In terms of drama in the locker room, um, to me, that just sounds like they want to win. You know, he's just, right. people would be mad. You no know? one wants to fucking move. I'm glad someone's upset.
1: <laughs> right, I'd be, laughing it, I'll that be shit more shit. If, if
0: fucking Trey wasn't upset. Like if if Trey was just yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'm getting my yeah. numbers." Whatever. Like that would be more upsetting. You know, it's good right. that he's <laughs> a little <laughs> frustrated and pissed off. That doesn't mean 100%. that we need to. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we need to rush things. And it also doesn't mean that, you know, I've I've also heard fans say. Man, we need to be careful, man. Trey's going to fucking leave. He's going to leave. If we don't put a team together around him, he's going to leave. Like, dude, like, (laughs) you know how long it took Phoenix to put a team around Devin Booker? No one's passing up that fucking five-year max extension. It does not happen. And you can bet your fucking bottom dollar that Trey Young is going to get, as soon as he's eligible, a five-year max extension. Um, So it's fine. We have plenty of time. But you know you know what happens when you do try to rush things? Then you end up with an Anthony Davis situation where you rush things, you didn't build the right way, people left or whatever, and then you end up like basically with your fucking, you know, uh, this elite player who doesn't have the necessary pieces around him, and then you got to fucking because him because he's, cause he's not happy and, you know, he's um, – you know, only got a year left on his deal or whatever. Um, That's the situation that you don't want to be in. So, I don't know. I'm not worried. I think the Hawks will make the right decisions. I just wish a lot of the Hawks fans either were smarter or like, just calmer. Yeah, one or the other. Because it's alright to be pissed off, but if you're smart about it, you're not going to be saying stupid shit. And it's all right to Mm -hmm. casually follow. Like, you don't have to know all the shit that you know, you and I know because we kind of cl- really closely follow this kind of stuff. Um, But, mm-hmm. like, don't get so fucking wound up in it then, you know. Like, just watch the games and – or, you know what, just don't watch the games. If you don't like watching yeah. losing basketball, I understand. Just don't watch the fucking games. <laughs> like, let us Not watch easy. the games. It's fine. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, um yeah, it is what it is. But um I guess you're always going to have fans bitching, but – um uh, I don't think that's yeah. unique to any particular fan base, nope. but nevertheless, it is. It is very annoying, especially when they don't really know what they're talking about. But uh, anyway, um, before I, you know, piss off anybody else, <laughs> but I may I may have a couple people listening to this pod who are like nodding their heads, and then I may have a couple people listening to this pod who are like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" Like, <laughs> Quit uh-huh. Calling me stupid, like I don't know if if what I said, if you if you feel what I said applies, then yeah, I guess you know if the if the shoe fits. Um, but I right. the uh, shoe fits. <laughs> Basically, I think you and I are on the same page. Promising young team, no need to rush things. And and, the, and one other thing, like just about everybody, um, outside of like the Hawks fandom or Hawks organization or whatever, um, kind of universally agree that the Hawks have a really young co- a good young core that seemingly if all the players like project to be, maybe not even their best possible outcomes, but just project to be good, um, they fit together nicely and they at least have one superstar in Trey Young. I think yeah. – there are at least ten fan bases, franchises, if not more, right now who would gladly trade their current situation for what the Hawks have. Um, probably more. Probably about half the league would rather be in the Hawks situation. I mean, like a team like mm-hmm. Detroit, like you were, you think, yeah, like, they'd rather be in their situation. Like hell no. So, um, yeah. So I, I think we're good. Just patience. But all right, let's talk about. Um, the the I'm 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 coining this. I don't really like the way it sounds, but like, you know, you got the trade deadline, so I'm gonna call this the trade starting line. Uh December fifteenth, it's coming up. Um, and that's obviously mm-hmm. when all of these or most not all, but well, we'll just call it most of these guys who sign new deals are are available to be traded. All the guys who sign with new teams are available to be traded. Mm-hmm. Um so with that in mind I just wanna kinda of kick it back and forth through a couple names, let you throw a couple names. Who's who who's somebody that like you're really kinda of following closely who who intrigues you, um, who could be moved, um, as early as the fifteenth or at least before the deadline. Ah,
2: uh, shit. I wanna say, <laughs> say? my bad doesn't seem likely anytime soon. But that's what I was keeping an eye on. For the foreseeable future, maybe <laughs> next season, more so than same deadline. Um, shit. Um, let's see. I would say trading Watson. I definitely uh, anybody on the mix that no, just got <laughs>
1: Uh
2: Like let's, sure. let's say a Marcus Morris, you know, for sure. I definitely, I, I would not be surprised if he would be traded. If, if whatever the best offer is available,
1: they'll probably end up taking it just,
2: you know, to, to free up some uh, playing time and up gain an asset, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But then you have, let's see, whew, I would say another one to keep an eye on. Well, obviously like I, I told you just now, like I I do believe there's a chance Kevin Love does get moved. Uh I'm not sure I'm not sure on the probability, but I would not be surprised at all if he does end up getting moved by the deadline. Um I've heard rumblings of maybe them maybe wanting to hurt, uh, what's his name? Um Turner, I think it's my Turner. I'm not Miles sure Turner. who yeah. that is. Yeah, I think rumble, so I they rumble. maybe the Pacers might
0: try I to think move up. Like I don't know. To. I think they'll wait until the off season. I just don't know mm-hmm. the kind of player that they want. Is I mean, if <laughs> if the Magic really needed a center, which obviously they don't, um, then that would be like it'd be easy because you'd be like Aaron Gordon for Miles Turner because they're both really good players. They're both underperforming where they are. They both probably could use mm-hmm. a, a change of scenery, um, and like, you know, that would be like such a. Aaron Gordon would be such a perfect fit for what Indiana's trying to do. Miles Turner doesn't mm-hmm. help Orlando do anything. So, um, yeah. So it's just tough. It's tough to find the, uh, and so then you're trying to figure out a three-way deal, and I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, there's been some speculation that Boston could be interested in Turner, and they still have that Memphis mm-hmm. pick, so maybe that's a possibility. Like maybe um, Orlando mm-hmm. takes back the necessarily matching salaries and gets the Orla- uh gets the Memphis pick. But like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to. If I'm trading Gordon, I don't know if I'd be satisfied just getting the Memphis pick. You know, I don't know. I don't know what else they would want, but I would probably want more than that, you know, because if it doesn't convey this year, it's top six protected this year, it's unprotected next year. I mean, you never know. Fucking, I mean, look at this year. Uh, Fucking Golden State goes down. Portland's underperforming. San Antonio fell off. Like, Memphis could, you know, gel well together and go on a run next year, particularly if they end up keeping the pick this year, and then all of a sudden you traded Aaron Gordon for, like, the number – 10 or 11 pick like that would suck. So um yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I agree so D- love like, of... Yeah, Dilo, I again I think that's probably more likely an off-season thing. I don't yeah, I, I don't see, see a lot of teams out there trying to make a move for a point guard. I mean, I know everyone brings up Minnesota. Um I have a hard time thinking that that makes a lot of sense now what might could actually make sense because he's actually been playing well is Andrew Wiggins for DLO like Mm. I don't know like I don't I think that says more about my feelings on DLO than does Uh my feelings on Andrew Wiggins um I don't see a, a I don't think there's a very measurable difference between the two of them as far as players. I just think one's overrated and one's maybe even slightly underrated. Um, but you know, I don't know. I I don't think I don't think um, like m- I guess my point would be well, why wouldn't you just wait and do that in the off season? Like if that's the best you can do, yeah. that deal will probably still be on the table in the off season. So you just wait, right? Right. So I. I yeah. And I don't see a lot of other teams out there. I got a couple for you. Um, that Go ahead. that yeah, obvious. I think the obvious one is Gallinari. Um, like yeah. that's just so like there's got to be somebody out there who wants to pick up Gallinari. Um, we long mm-hmm. speculated that it would be Portland, but again, now that they have Mellow and he's playing well, and now that they lost Rodney Hood, it, it, does it really make sense for Portland to trade Bazemore when they need? Probably need a guy like Bazemore, who's a quality backcourt defender, can guard wings. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that makes a whole as much sense now. So, but I mean, there's got to be other teams. I I feel like, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I already mentioned the the whole Knicks thing. If they were to do Chris Paul and were able to get Gallinari for taking on Chris Paul, um, I you know I I think um. There was at least one other team. Uh, oh, Minnesota. Um, if, if Minnesota, like, would Minnesota give up a first-round pick if they were able to get off Gorgie Jang and get Gallinari? I probably would. I mean, I. I mean, how many? How you? You already got so many young players. Like, I think I would do that because I think he'd be actually a really good fit um just can space the floor that gives you even more floor spacing um expiring contract so you know he, he might turn out just to be a rental but you might be able to keep him um you get off regardless you get off Gorgie jane's contract next year which frees up cap space regardless so either way even if he ends up walking you can use that cap space on somebody else potentially um so yeah i don't know maybe that but i mean i i definitely think he's a guy like he is Certainly a guy who would make a lot of sense for a lot of a lot of different teams. Um, I'd really like him on the Jazz. I just don't know how they get, get to the number, like get to the necessary number um, that they would need to. Um, and they don't, after the Conley deal, they don't really have that many assets anymore. Um, they had to give up two future first for Conley, which is not looking like yeah. a very smart transaction at this point in time. Um, so we're with, yeah, with him
2: being not the second-best player on the Jazz, right? You can get past
1: that now. <laughs> fair.
0: Very, very fair, my friend. I was uh, right about Bertans. I was dead wrong about Conley. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not it's working. Good, good not memory. sure why, but it's not
1: working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <clears throat> fair.
0: Good memory. Um, mm-hmm. No, he is absolutely not. He's probably not even the third-best player. Bogdanovich is better than him not not even I don't even think necessarily has played better than him he's obviously played better than him but I think but at this point in time Bogdanovich just is a better player um and I mean you can make an argument for Joe Ingles even so probably could be the fifth best player on the team and he's making I know he's that making the most money
2: uh, from fantasy I've, I've dropped
0: Mike Conley at least three times
1: either <laughs> yeah, in production up, or, or, or injury yeah
0: well yeah he'll he'll get hurt and then you'll go pick him up when he gets back and then he won't produce and then you know you'll drop him and then he'll have a good game and you'll be like fuck well ah, let me wait and then he'll have one more good game and you're like alright let me pick it back up before somebody else fucking grabs him and then he'll have three shit games you're like what the fuck man yeah. like, fuck off Conley yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good No, let stay on the fucking line. I'm here clear of Conley um <laughs> I I contemplated picking them up. I see I see I've seen you play like a little tag team between Conley and Rubio. You're like, all right, I'm gonna take yeah. Conley and I'm gonna take Rubio and I'm gonna take <laughs> Conley back here and I'm gonna take Rubio because I know I know they've both been hurt, so you're kind of juggling them. Um, yeah, but I've I think been dealing with some injuries. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I do think I do think Rubio was a good pickup for you. I don't know if you still have him or not, but um, yeah, I do. But yeah, I, I think mean, I kept him. yeah, I think. I think that's smart. I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, like that team is so fucking good when he and Baines are out there playing. Um, You know, not having Baines, obviously they don't have Aiton, but not having Baines means they've had to play Kaminsky a lot of minutes. He's terrible around the basket. Absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I think Gallinari is a good one. I think the the one that excites me the most because there's just so – many endless fucking possibilities. Um, mm-hmm. the Timberwolves are after they're three and seven over their last 10, they've lost five straight. Um, if they continue to struggle, they need to trade Robert Covington because you are going to get hell of value for Robert Covington. He's, he's signed for three more seasons. He's $11 million a, um, for this season. So like, that's an easy number to match for so many teams. Um, and I think there's numerous ways you could go about it. You could just trade him, like um, like him alone, uh, and maximize your asset pool. Um, I think there are ways where you could attach Gorgie Jang onto him to get off of Gorgie Jang and not get it back as many assets, but get off the money that you owe Gorgie Jang next year in hopes to be able to utilize that money um, to go out and, and – you know, fill out the rest of your roster um, in in the next couple of seasons. That makes some sense. Uh, So, I mean, I'll throw out a couple here for you. Um, uh, I think if Portland, like, if Portland were to give up, like, assets, I think Covington is, like, the perfect guy for them to give them up for. So you could trade Whiteside straight up – uh, well, as far as the sa- necessary salary, for um, for Covington and take back Gorgie Jang, who has one more year after this one left on his deal at like $17 million. It's fucking outrageous. Um, so, I mean, that would suck. Uh, but getting Covington in there, um, yeah, you'd have to start Gorgie Jang until Nurkic got back. But Gorgie Jang's actually been playing somewhat decent this season. Um, and even though Whiteside puts up, like, good numbers – like when you watch him play, like when you watch him just with your like the eye test, and I've watched Portland like four or five times this year. Like he looks bad yeah. every fucking time. He looks fucking lazy. He doesn't get his hands up. Um mm-hmm. uh, like he looks like mm-hmm. the same fucking white side that we've all known that's Great. you know, oh, drove the yeah. heat crazy for the last like three seasons. Um yeah. so I don't know. I think that's actually bummer. having Gorgie Jang and Gorgie Jang's not afraid to fucking shoot. The gorgeous spot up and take a three. He doesn't have a great percentage, but he's not afraid to do it. I actually think if you made right. that trade, that would be interesting. You could attach a draft pick. I'm not sure what else you they may be willing to give up. I know they really love Simons, but if you're going to keep McCollum, you might as well trade Simons. Um, and if you're going to keep Simons, then you might as well trade McCollum. I think you need to pick between the two. Um but, uh, but they also have Nazir Little. They have Zach Collins. Um, they have a n- number of pieces that they can move. If they can make that deal work, that would be really interesting to me. I think even just going forward this season, I think Covington would be so fucking good for that team. You'd at least have one really good quality defender out there, a guy who shoots threes but doesn't need the ball. I mean, this is why he'd be good for any team. Um, but I just think Portland needs that more than anybody, um, and I think he'd be a good fit with Melo. I think that's about the best kind of fit that you would want with Melo. You know, somebody who's not going to clog the paint, um, also somebody who's mm-hmm. really good at defense, um, and you know, doesn't necessarily need to operate with the ball in his hand. Um, great fit with Dame. Great fit with Melo. You know, great fit with just about anybody. So I really like that one. Um, but, I mean, also, the Thunder are now in the seventh seed. Dude, if they, the Thunder have – they got, like, five or six or seven fucking picks. I think they got seven. I think they got seven picks between Paul George and Russell Westbrook. They got five uh, for Paul George. <laughs> they got two for Russell Westbrook. Like, dude, yeah. I, don't, like, I I get it's good to have picks. But you know what else is good to have? A really versatile wing defender, especially if you're not able to yeah. get off Chris Paul. And they have Andre Robertson right. expiring. So like if I'm if I'm a thunder and I'm you know, playing well, um yeah. for like the next I don't know, couple weeks and the and you know, the, the Timberwolves are going in the opposite direction, I'd give up Robertson and a couple of those picks and, and get Covington. Like, Covington would be fucking great on that team. Again, they would really a need a competent of
2: Maybe, maybe one of those picks.
1: <laughs>
0: well, the reason no, nah, the reason I say a couple is because they're from the Rock Rockets, Clippers, and Heat. All those teams are good. Mm. If I'm Minnesota, right. I'm gonna want two of them. If I if they're not gonna be like higher picks, you know what I mean. Right. Um, right. but maybe they can, maybe they can m- make something work. Like, you know, if there's a particular year where they have three picks in one year, you know, maybe they say, we'll give you, um, you know, the best pick out of that year or the worst pick out of that year and give you an extra one or, you know, whatever, there's various ways to make it work. All I'm saying is, Hey, they got seven picks in that deal. Um, I could definitely see that being a really good trade uh, for them because Chris Paul's playing great. Shea is thriving, yeah. uh, even playing next yeah. to Chris Paul. He's basically starting at yeah. the two. Um, and I, I I haven't watched a lot of their games because they haven't really been televised. But from what I've seen, mm-hmm. it seems like they kind of stagger them a little bit um, so that yeah. Shay can run. But he's primarily playing the two, and he's been great. He is. Um,
1: and as well. those
0: guys are really good good guard defenders, mm-hmm. you put Covington yep. on that team as a defender too. You got Gallinari, to, again, to help space the floor. Steven Adams. That's a really good fucking team, dude. Like, I would start looking at that team yeah. and be like, yeah, that team's better than Utah. That team's yeah. maybe yeah. better than Houston. And how funny would that be? If they, like, everybody incredible. thought they were just going into the fucking shitter. And they're just like, you know what? Yep. Like, we'll just keep Chris Paul, and you know, we'll trade for Robert Covington, and you know, we'll go out and make the playoffs again, and you know, yeah. just continue to be consistently good. Um, I was I,
1: very close to to choosing
2: the Thunder as my sleeper team, but I just didn't trust that Chris Paul would be invested On enough, or I didn't trust that the Thunder would keep him long enough for them okay. to actually mm-hmm. make any noise. I was this close. <laughs> and because uh, there was something about the makeup of the team that I liked. Um, I thought they had a decent squad, and uh, and I thought they had a chance. And, you know, they have somewhat looked pretty good. Uh, they do have a good squad. Their benders played better than I expected. Not that their benders is much of anything, but, you know, they do have and, a decent team. And they are playing. And, and they've they been got- coached well, it seems.
0: Oh yeah, and they've got a dude in Chris Bowl who will do anything to win, including snitching on motherfuckers for not having their shirts tucked in. Like, what? That what? shit was fucking hilarious, dude. Like <laughs> I know, like I've heard a lot of people be like, "That's fucking bush league. That's lame." Yeah, of course it is, but like, still, what's real? You know what's really lame is that like, fucking Minnesota's out here acting like they're the fucking Rockets you know, like, essentially saying, like, oh, man, if if the ref hadn't called that, we, you know, we would have won that game. We still should have won the fucking game anyway. You still had to miss. Yeah. <laughs> they they still bricked like, yeah. two free throws, and then Cat tried to miss one but made it, and, like, all this, you know, different shit that culminated in the, them losing that game. Um, right. Man, that was just a small part of it. But, anyway, Chris Paul, like – playing really well he's like it seems like it's interesting because it really seems like i i think chris paul will be fine if he's just in okc for this year i mean maybe that comes to a head at some point but he's playing like just like fuck it dude like no i'm not giving up money to you know to get traded when who knows if that's even gonna fucking you know result in you know anything like I don't know. And I could, I, like I said, I could definitely see Sam Presti like making a move like that saying, you know what? Like we're good enough. Just fuck it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go out and and get a guy who's going to help now and over the next couple seasons and who hopefully Mm -hmm. will still retain some value if, and when they decide to, um, actually rebuild. So, and again, I think Covington's that guy. Um, one more uh one more destination or maybe a couple more uh clippers um they have Harkless, which would match in salary Moharkless in a first not bad um so i mean that's what? that's certainly that is mean, if i mean at least you're getting this the same kind of guy um inspiring yeah. um it's interesting i think i think it's it's something of note, not that the clippers need any more fucking help but um no, but I think it's interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's about it. I mean, there's a ton. There's a ton. I mean, every team would want him. Um, but like, I think those are. I think those are all the traits that I uh, that I actually came up with. Um, but yeah, I, fuck man, I hope Minnesota continues to suck because I want to see Covington. I, I just I don't also don't like how they u- utilize him in um, Minnesota. Like. He's not really a four. He can play four, but he's not really a four. He's really yeah. a three. Um, he's really good know. at guarding smaller guards. Like, he uses his length. He's not good at guarding bigger gu- or bigger players, which is what they're kind of trying to ask him to do there. Um, I don't know. I don't like the way they use him. But, um, yeah. Uh, oh, the other team. The other team. Uh, the Pacers. If the Pacers wanted to... Um, like again it might have to be a three-way trade cuz do you really want Miles Turner and um um and uh Carl Anthony Towns probably not um but uh I think at the very least if you're the Pacers uh if you can get a dude like that who costs you less money over the next 3 years um mm-hmm. that's that's interesting Uh, both because he fits a position of need. You can, like, fit him right in there. Your defense, uh, when Depot gets back, um, you know, you're going to have a really solid perimeter defensive squad. Um, I don't know. I just think he'd be a really interesting fit in Indiana. And like I said, the fact that he's on a very reasonable salary for an extended amount of time would – I don't know. That might make it worth it for Indiana to just be like, yeah, the miles turn. It's a bonus as our guy. We're, you know, let's, even though we're g- getting older in the process, um, you know, we think this is going to be better for us um, in the long run. So and that's another interesting one. Uh, anybody else that you've kind of been thinking about? I know um, we mentioned earlier Davis Bertans. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. will be really interesting. Um, I think he's seven million expiring. Uh you know right. what team could really use a Davispertans? The fucking seventy Sixers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like anybody who can shoot the ball, the seventy ers could use. I don't know what they could cobble together to trade for him. I mean it would be it it'd be really interesting to see. Um I know they wouldn't necessarily want to trade Mike Scott, but they like Mike Scott a lot there, but that might be necessary in order to get him just to match the salaries, um but yeah, he's another guy kind of like galonor, who I just think he's a he's a four who can you know shoot really well um and at least play reasonably okay defense so and he's expiring, so he's interesting to me um anybody else no. Nah. Not really.
2: Um, not off the top of my head, at least. Um, um, I'm going to say, shoot. I mean, right now, it seems like everything's, everybody's kind of locked in at the moment. Uh, actually, let me see. Yeah, well, I saw something what this I, morning. I
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say locked in, but I think teams are obviously still trying to figure shit out. You know, like, just yeah, because yeah. all these players are going to become trade eligible doesn't mean that all these trades are going to start happening right away. Because there's too many right. teams still trying yeah. to figure shit out, like
2: um, that's true.
0: And and trying to figure out if their rosters work. Trying to figure out if they don't work, what they would need to address it. And you know, trying to figure out if they're even in contention for the playoffs or whatever. So, um especially in the West, like, the West right now is just so, like, surprisingly enough, like, we all thought it was going to be the East where, like, everybody was out here fighting for the eighth seed, and it may still end up being like that. I mean, the Magic aren't that far ahead of, um, really, anybody. Um, But, but nevertheless, I mean, I feel like the Magic are more, a little more comfortable in the eighth seed than, you know, the, the teams out West that are all fighting for it, so... Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I think mean, that's gonna be. Oh, Iguodala, obviously Iguodala was
3: um, yeah, somebody we've known uh, about for a long uh,
0: time. I mentioned the Mavericks earlier. Okay. I think that would be interesting. And um, uh, the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, the Thunder. That would be that would be really funny. Yeah, it was Uh, yeah, now. uh <laughs> um, um, I mean, it's yeah. it's not impossible. Yeah, no, certainly. Like, I mean, I I don't I don't know what all cuz they'd have to come up with some extra salary in addition to um uh oh, fuck what's his name? Um Robertson, cuz that doesn't quite get you there, but um oh, Robertson. but I'm sure they could oh, demarta Rosen. Sure they could figure that out. That's someone. DeMarta Rosen. Yeah. Another guy who my thing with DeRozan is, I'm not sure the Spurs get enough value, get offered a, a package that has enough value for them to be like, yeah, like this, this is worth it for us. Like the Spurs seem like the yeah. kind of team that would just be like, you're, what, you're giving us like fucking two seconds or, you know, mm-hmm. a, a late first <laughs> and we got to take on extended salary, like, Nah, we'll just keep him. Maybe we'll re sign him. Maybe we yeah. won't. We'll figure that out. But um, right. it seems like a very Spursian move. Um, and the, man, I just don't think there's going to be that many teams out there that are offering very good packages for him because um, he doesn't seem to move the needle. Oh, I've got one for you. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. The Pelicans nice. suck. Like they're six and eighteen. Another yeah, good plan. on. But like you're right, Drew Holiday's probably only going to decrease in value. I think there's a lot of teams out there that would be interested to in get Drew Holiday. Like I, I really right do. now.
2: I, I'm one of those teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you I would really like Drew Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. Like I don't know what, but like, and that, here's the other thing. Um. You, you have like enough young guy. guys on this team to fill out all every starting position. You, you, you could literally fill mm-hmm. this out with pretty much rookie contract guys with Lonzo, mm-hmm. Josh Hart, fucking um, uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, Zion, yeah. and Jackson Hayes. Like, that could be your starting lineup, you know? So it's not like you really need yeah. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is great at no. if you're competing – it was great that right. they wanted to keep him and have him be the leader of the team, but it's pretty clear at this Come point on. that it's Brandon Egram has been the leader of the team this year. Um, He's been good. Really if you could get something good for Drew Holiday, I would I would have at the very least consider it, you know? Um, yeah. I think it would make a lot of sense. So, I wonder. Yeah, I agree with that. And I. I don't know who they would who they would give up. I mean I guess it would have to be Tobias Harris and I don't obviously I don't think the Pelicans would have interest in taking his salary on. Um, but like I think the Sixers would love to have Drew Holiday back. Just you know, when, when it'd be nice to have somebody when Ben has just not got it. You know, he's just got nights where he just doesn't have it, man. Um well, I don't know what it is. He seems disinterested or whatever. The only problem with holidays he's not for the Sixers he's not really a great three point shooter, so um and they really do need shooting. Um mm-hmm. uh, oh another one, JJ Reddick. Twelve million dollars a year. Um it's not terrible. Uh he's you know, obviously on this Pelicans team. I he'd be really interesting if they're shopping like if they're if they're, you know, asset collecting or whatever and they're shopping, like I think Reddick makes sense on a lot of different teams, um, just as far as a guy who can fucking get you 20 points on any given night. So, yeah, I like him too. But, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure the best destination for Holiday, but I definitely think that there would be a lot of interest around the league. Um, I would definitely you know, would love, you know. love Drew Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> this, I think really those would. teams would. Mm-hmm. I mean, eat it. Yeah. Like, even I would. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to give up, like, it, really anything to get him because he, he just doesn't fit the timeline. But, um, yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, he's still really good. It's too bad the Pacers wouldn't yeah. need him because then we could unite the holidays. <laughs> I would fucking love that. Man, that would be fun. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Um, unite uh, the, the holidays. The Magic <laughs> could use true holidays. <laughs> Yeah, they could. A lot they,
2: of teams
0: could. They, say, like you said, yeah.
2: it's a commodity. Point guard, well, shooting not. guard combo, I, I do both. You
0: know. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: uh, yeah, I mean those
0: are those are kind of yeah. the teams that yeah. I think uh, the Heat. The Heat could definitely. Um, that would be an interesting acquisition I mean, if they could do like yeah. Goran Dragic and like maybe Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I still think they'd have to throw in something else to get to that number, but they, they could figure it out. Maybe uh they could take back each one more, too, to boost the number up and then throw in... I don't know. I don't think you'd want to give up Winslow in that deal, but they have the assets. They could definitely make a make an interesting package for him. So. And I think yep. he'd be a really great fit next to Jimmy Butler. You kidding me? Like Jimmy Butler would love playing with a dude like Drew Holiday. Like just get yeah. the fuck after it, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. He'll be one that I think will be really interesting to monitor. But anyway, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up there. Um, as always, Joel, thanks for joining me. It was a fun episode. Uh, we'll be back next yeah. week. Be sure to uh, tune in to our other regu- uh, regular scheduled programming. See if I can fucking talk before the show ends.
1: Um,
2: uh,
0: so, yeah, check out uh, Monday Sunday, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, um, uh, is Top Ten, as well as uh, Geek Vibes Live. And I probably missed yeah. one. Geeks Against the Grain, I don't know if that's still going on or if that's back or what. I'm just throwing out all the different names. Once in a there. while, yeah. Like Once we in like a while, started to we'll keep an
2: eye. Yeah, we did a Facebook thing last week uh, that we started. Much to do about nothing on Facebook. It's just like a there video. Thing that we do, yeah. you know, catch us on there. You should, Much to do about nothing. I post those
1: on YouTube,
2: bro. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. We're gonna start maybe start recording. Right now, we were just doing it for fun, but. Maybe we should. Maybe we just start putting, making yeah. podcasts or something.
0: I liked your next one. I, I don't know if that, was that considered as, yeah, that, that is, was more that of a, like, it, thing. It's
2: all, it, it was like an offshoot but, you know, it's in the same vein.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Talking about all kinds of different shit. Basically, all the various stuff that we talk about on all these individual shows, but a more macro view yeah. of those things. Yeah. Um, so, more, so more yeah, less. be sure to check yeah. that out. Uh, much to do about nothing Uh, but yeah that's going to wrap it up for us Uh, we will see y'all same time same channel next week until then peace peace